The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. The Second World War. Afghanistan. Cyprus. Bosnia. Canada remembers. The 630 Chad Afternoon News remembers. Well, uh, congratulations to our next guest who just won the Spirit of Peace contest. It was put on uh, by Alberta Lieutenant... uh, Lieutenant? Lieutenant. Left. I always get that wrong, uh, but I got it right. Governor mm-hmm. uh, Lois Mitchell, it was an effort to get grade 10 to 12 students learning about soldiers from their hometown during the Great War. Here is a part of uh, Gallia Amer's submission. Dear Edmund Albert McDonough, Today, in October 2018, I am writing this letter to express my sincere gratitude and admiration for the sacrifices you made many years ago. Both my parents immigrated to Canada 16 years ago from Pakistan, and conversations about the world wars are not very common in my house. I've always been intrigued by history and wanted to learn about what shaped the country I'm so lucky to call home. Being part of a program with the Vimy Foundation helped me realize that the story of each individual serves an important purpose. After hours of attempting to find a soldier that I felt a connection to for this submission, I landed upon your name. It intrigued me to see the proximity of our birthdays, which led me to learning more about your service to Canada. These past two years, I have been attending school on 82nd Avenue in Edmonton, Alberta. From looking through your information, your home address immediately caught my attention, being only two streets down from where I go to school every day. It boggles my mind to think about how different life in Edmonton must have been just a century ago. Going to war at the mere age of 21 is a remarkable and courageous endeavor that I could never imagine myself taking part in at such a young age. So that was just part of Gallia's submission. She won the Spirit of Peace contest. She joins us in studio. Gallia, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Thank you for having me here. (laughs) (laughs) Grade 12 at uh, Old Scona Academic. Yep. School. I know you skipped out of French. You said to to get here. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this. So, how did you get involved, um, and you know, with with this contest? But I think it also goes back a little bit further because you got involved with the Vimy Foundation. Mm-hmm. So, tell us about that. Yeah. Um. So, I've always been passionate about history, but I haven't really been able to get. Um, a first-hand or a full-on experience of understanding history just because a lot of what I learned has been through textbooks and in classrooms but a couple years ago I found out about the Beaverbrook Vimy Prize through the Vimy Foundation um, through a friend actually who went on that trip Um, so I decided to apply to the program this past March and then I submitted my application not really knowing whether or not I would get accepted but after my interview and all of that I was lucky enough to be one of uh, 14 Canadian students who was selected and I was the only one from Alberta to be selected to participate in the Beaverbrook Vimy Prize and essentially over the summer I was able to tour battlefields in England, France and Belgium and see all the monuments and memorials, including the Vimy Memorial and sites like Passchendaele, mm-hmm. where I was able to get that first-hand experience that was kind of lacking in my education before. And that experience opened my eyes to another aspect of the wars too. It really helped me empathize with the human aspect and understand the lives of soldiers. And then when I got back, I got back near the um, end of August, That's when I found out about the Spirit of Peace Award through my social studies teacher who had posted 
um, for our Google class our, on our Google Classroom actually, and I decided I would apply to that because I had just done the Femi Beaverbrook Prize, and that really encouraged me to uh, look for more opportunities like that. So before we get to the project, the video submission that you put together, let's back up to the to, to your summer and the tour of the battlefields uh, through Europe. Uh, what was that like for you the first time that you, you you step foot at maybe one of the battlefields or one of the cemeteries? Um, and do you remember which one maybe was the one that went, oh, that really got gotcha. you? I think just as, as soon as we entered Belgium and France and going into the cemeteries and um, the other thing we did was soldier tributes and every every cemetery we'd go to we would hear about one of the soldiers who was buried in that cemetery. It was definitely a very emotional time and I remember going to where the Battle of the Somme took place mm-hmm. and that was definitely a key event in um, Canada and Newfoundland's history and I think that one really stood out to me because of how emotionally heavy that was and also just the content and the emotional content especially and sharing that with 13 other Canadians and one person from Scotland and one from France and having those discussions with other youth who are so passionate about it and going through the same feelings, it was definitely an incredible experience. So you point out in your submission that every soldier has a story. The story you picked was of Edward uh, McDonough. Uh, I want to ask, he was 21. Mm -hmm. How old are you? I'm 17. Is there some part of you that that really strikes a chord with you, the fact that this uh, fellow was only four years older than you are right now when he lost his life to war? Yeah, definitely. Um, I also understand that 21 is actually one of the older ages of soldiers who um, fought and died in the wars. I remember being at one of the cemeteries where I was able to see the grave of the youngest Canadian soldier who fought in the First World War, and he was 15 years old when he died. And this morning I presented to my school about one of our school's alumni who fought and died, and he was 18 when he enlisted and 19 when he died. So a lot of the soldiers were actually the same age or even younger than I am right now, and same with the, my peers, they're the same age as many of the soldiers who fought and died. If not, they might even be older than some of the ones that died. Galia, tell us about uh, your presentation at the school today, about the about the soldier that you presented on, on today. So this morning, I decided to pick a different soldier for my um, presentation because I wanted to engage with the students in a different manner. And every single year, my school actually posts the names of alumni who fought in the First World War and the Second World War on the lockers of each individual. But oh. those names are often just gone as, okay, there's a name, but no one really looks into those stories. So this time I researched one of the alumni, Cyril Edwin Birch, I believe, and I shared his story this morning. And he actually lived on 79th Avenue, and my school is on 84th Avenue, which oh. is very close. And he went to the same school that we do today. So I shared that story. And after sharing the story, I essentially give the message to the students, I ask them to go and look up the story of the individual's name that is on their locker and I'm hoping some of the students from my school will be researching those soldiers and getting to know their story because oftentimes if we don't research them then those stories are going to be lost and forgotten. Absolutely. Uh, Galia, you know your future is quite bright, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) You. I'm curious, you you do know that, right? I don't know. You know what? (laughs) We're telling you. We're telling you, although I called for an Euler win last night, it was totally wrong, but um, was, how did you find out about these individuals, the one that you did your presentation about, yeah. the officer that you sp- or the soldier you spoke about today, how readily available is this information? Well, the information finding it does take quite a bit of research. I remember when I was 
um, picking a soldier for my soldier tribute for my pro the program that I went to in Europe. It, it took me days or even weeks of effort just going through the files, finding someone that has enough information to share, but also has something that I can be connected with. Because like the reality is that a lot of soldiers, their information has been lost and there isn't much to say about them. Mm -hmm. But um, I would always start off looking at the Commonwealth War Graves Commission and just the veterans uh, website and trying to research names and find someone who I could relate to and the, a story that I could share. And then for the alumnus that I talked about this morning, I actually asked my school for a list of alumni who had fought and died in the First World War. And I went through at least five or six names before I could actually find substantial information that I could share. Is this a Google situation or where are you getting a the information? A lot of this is from the internet, yeah. Um, they, you can see attest attestation papers and war diaries. They're all available on the internet and I think it's important for a lot of youth especially to know and understand that it's very available if you have the initiative to go out and look for it. Yeah, and, and there's different, it's uh, through, I think it's Veterans Affairs yeah. uh, sites, and if you if you have someone in your family and you're looking to find out some information, you can go into those mm -hmm. sites, and if you have their, their regimental number, for example, or um, a little bit of history, you can put it in, and if you're yeah. lucky enough, you can find out uh, more information uh, about that person. So about... Edward, the soldier that you wrote the letter to that you went on and won the Spirit of Peace Award. Tell us about him. Yeah, it was actually Edmund Albert McDonald. Edmund, yeah. sorry. Um, he was the soldier that I actually prepared the soldier tribute for while I was also on my program. And really where it started off, I saw his birthday and his birthday was September 15th and I, my birthday is September 11th and I found a connection there and then I started looking a little more into it and then I found that he actually lived on 80th Avenue which is literally two streets down from where I go to school every day so I actually technically pass his home every morning from to and from school and I'm sure a lot of my peers do too. So I started researching his story and unfortunately like many others there wasn't much information about his life but I still felt like it was very important to acknowledge soldiers who might not even have that much information, but we still have, let's say, their birthday or mm -hmm. their name, where they lived, and understand how um, they were involved and how they fought within the war. Your mom and dad emigrated here from Pakistan. So many of us have some connection looking back through family members in my case, my father and uh, my uncles, my grandfather, you wouldn't have had that same connection. So what what sparked your interest in, in this particular aspect of history? Yeah, I definitely don't have those um, conversations very readily within my house. And no, I don't have any connections, like family connections with that. But I think history-wise, I've, I've done a lot of speech and debate, and debate has really gotten me thinking about history. And I've uh, argued about top topics like about Winston Churchill and things like that and then through that I really started understanding the first and second world wars and then I just finished social 20 and a big part of the curriculum was actually about learning about the first world war so that intrigued me but I also wanted to take let's say like a larger step further to understand what that meant and um, when I actually went to the program a lot of my friends on the program they had different stories that I could hear from. So I think being able to connect with other people who have ancestors or family members who've gone through these experiences and then understanding what the, how those experiences affected Canada, I think that's what really intrigued me and got me learning. So you won this award. What did you, what did you get for winning? 
$1,000 check. $1,000 check. Bad. Not bad at all. And it was announced last night. There was a special dinner at Government House. Um, who? How did you get told that you had won this? Did the Lieutenant Governor call you? Yeah, well, I actually got an email last <laughs> week on Friday, I think, and I was told to give a call to the Lieutenant Governor, which is an interesting email. So then right after school, I was sitting inside my car and I gave a call to the Lieutenant Governor. And then she told me that I had won the prize, but also that she wanted to invite me to the armistice dinner which was an incredible opportunity probably even more incredible than a thousand dollar checks so, yeah um yeah i had that opportunity last night and it was amazing you you've given me faith in our future yeah. uh <laughs> you really have uh, so do you intend to continue on what's next for you dear you say you have an interest in history do you intend to do anything else with regard to history i think history um is definitely one of my passions and something i want to pursue and participate in in the future um i want to definitely go back once to europe at least once to see those battlefields i think it's different when you go the first time and then if you go again i've heard stories of like the staff that were at the vimy foundations program and hearing how they've gone multiple times and how their experience is different the second time they go or the third time they go so i want to keep learning i feel like i have so much more to learn there's so much history i don't I still don't know. I don't think anyone can ever know history in like its totality. So I want to keep learning history and keep pursuing my passion for history, continue, continue debating those topics about history, continue debating history, and um, make sure I'm educating myself, but also connecting with my community and educating others. Yeah, as you said, as you wanted to keep learning, it's you're going to keep teaching. You're going to teach a lot of people as well, some mm-hmm. important uh, history lessons there. Galia, congratulations on, on winning this. Best of luck as you as you head off into university over the next uh, next year or, <laughs> or so. Um, and thank you for making the time for coming in uh, to come in and join us this afternoon. Thank you. I want to play the second part of uh, Galia's submission mission uh, that uh, was the winning submission for the Spirit of Peace contest. And again, it was a letter to Edmund Albert McDonough. Oh, I'm sorry, again? Edmund Albert McDonough. I hope you know how much your time and sacrifice means to millions of people who are living freely today. The traits, sportsmanship, perseverance, integrity, resilience, inspiration, and teamwork that you undoubtedly portray are invaluable and a shining example for youth today to follow in every aspect of life. I will think of you every morning when I drive to school and come across the road where you lived. Thank you for all that you have done for Canada. Today, in October 2018, I write this letter sitting in my home, surrounded by my family and friends, and it wouldn't be possible without brave soldiers such as yourself. Sincerely, Ghalia Amr. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.